Hello. I sat down with my friend Anna, and I told her about two leaders in the suffragette movement in Washington State in the early 1900s, leading up to the state giving women the right to vote in 1910. These women are May Arkwright Hutton and Emma Smith DeVoe. They have very different backgrounds and upbringings and views, but worked for the same goal, which was women's suffrage. In my next episode, I will be going into a certain event of conflict between these two women and how these two women influence and can influence modern activism. <laughs> Today, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to be telling you a little bit about um, the suffrage movement in Washington State. Oh, exciting. And really, like, two individuals mm-hmm. who uh, did a lot for the suffrage movement and were like the leaders. Mm-hmm. Um, so, first of all, hi. Anna, Hi. my friend. Hello. Glad to be here. <laughs> um, so, do you know when the 19th Amendment was passed? Couldn't tell you. Okay, cool. <laughs> it was passed in 1920. Oh, exciting. And so, um, that years ago. 100 years ago. Really, like, That's legit, crazy. Though. That's crazy. Yeah. And so, 100 years ago, that was nationwide. Women got the right to vote. But before <laughs> that... Um, Wyoming was the first one to give women the right to vote, the equality state, Mm -hmm. and then um, several states in the West primarily Mm -hmm. gave women the right to vote. Does that include Washington? It does. That's exciting. Women in Washington got the right to vote in 1910, which stuck. (laughs) The weird thing is, is that women were given the right to vote in Washington from Mm -hmm. like 1883 to 1888. Really? Yeah. There was, like, but, legislation passed, and then it got, like, oh, removed. That's wacky. I know, right? Very silly. Very silly. <laughs> um, so there's these two women who played a big part in Washington getting, like, giving women the right to vote. Mm-hmm. Their names are Mary. No, her name's May. <laughs> <laughs> May Artwright mm-hmm. Hutton and Emma Smith DeVoe, who, yeah. That's kind of like her whole thing is like she's pretty and demure um but they were two very powerful and influential women mm-hmm. who came from very different backgrounds were perceived very differently and lived their lives very differently fighting together for the same cause mm-hmm. and those differences actually caused them to enter in like conflict and like there's some tension there yeah. which i will talk about in my next podcast Ooh. But this one is just about who they are, what they did in their lifetime, and what's going on mm-hmm. with them as people. So I'm going to start with May, because she was, my original project was just to do May Hutton mm-hmm. and just doing what she did. And then I learned about her tension with DeVoe, and I was like, oh. So we're going to start where I started, mm-hmm. with May Artwright Hutton who lived from 1860 to 1915. And she is a BA. Um, She's so cool. Uh (laughs) Um, So first of all, she was born July 21st, 1860, out of wedlock. Oh, spicy. Very spicy. Um, (laughs) 
And she was raised by her grandpa, mm-hmm. Ezra, mm-hmm. and he pretty much instilled in her that you should express your rights, you should express your opinion, you do deserve equality and like equal rights. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, and um, he used to like the. She cooked for him. She was like her, his caretaker. Mm-hmm. And so she gained skills that will yeah. help her later. Mm-hmm. And so she became a really good cook and decided in 1883, so when she was about 23 years old, mm-hmm. to go out west by herself what? and become a cook in like the Coeur d'Alene mining area. Oh, really? Yeah. That's crazy. She was like the one woman in like 40 men going Ooh. out west Ooh. she just was like yep we're just gonna go and she got a job um, at a boarding house mm-hmm. and then she got her own boarding house she was a cook she was well known in the community wow little thing to know about may is that she was she was a big flamboyant woman Ooh. um she did like was heavier in mm-hmm. her lifetime and she had this big personality mm-hmm. that just like <laughs> captured people's attention mm-hmm. She, she was a powerhouse for real. <laughs> um, so in this mining community, she got clout. She got to know the people. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she married Levi W. or Al Hutton in 1887. Wow. Yeah, they're a cute match. And they, like, stay married. And That's great. Good uh, for them. So cute. Um, do you know anything about the, like, mining labor strikes in the Coeur d'Alene area? I cannot say that I do. Okay, that's fine. Um, so, pretty much, there was some tension between the workers and the managers okay. in mining, yeah. in mines. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of all came to a head um, with a lot of things. Yeah. Um, and Al worked on the railroad, and he was, like, a railroad operator. Mm-hmm. And so in 1899 Mm -hmm. um he was doing his job he was driving the train down the rails and all of a sudden some workers got on put a gun to his back and said pick up more guys at this stop and at this stop and so they it pretty much was a very violent episode Mm -hmm. and because he was involved in that even though he didn't want to be he was sent to what's called the bullpens which was just a really like big camp jail area mm, not cool not cool at all um and so may got him out okay. eventually mm-hmm. like she visited the bullpen like every single day mm-hmm. she like talked to the higher ups and she even like wrote a book what? pretty much saying like this is wrong for the managers to do this to the workers yeah it's insane That's um crazy. So they eventually get out of that, like, scrape Mm -hmm. because May has, like, this clout and this, like, political thinking Mm -hmm. that she can get people out of and do what she wants. Um, So after that, they bought shares in this mine called the Hercules Mine, Mm -hmm. and it was very small and unproductive. So they were just kind of, like, doing it. She was running the boarding house, Mm -hmm. you know, just making it neat. When you're in mining territory, you got to do what you do. Mm -hmm. But in 1901... The Hercules mine struck rich, oh. like really rich. And everyone in, who invested in it, which yeah. is pretty much like the Huttons and then another couple, mm-hmm. got super rich. Really? Yeah. Like really, really rich. And it was just the two couples? Yeah. Wow. Like, 
So they get like made millions. Dang. And like the other couple, um, the husband was involved in like a labor union, was a president, but after he struck a rich, he like went to Portland and kind of oh. like lived his life. <laughs> um, so the Huttons kind of stayed in Idaho for a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and, you know, they did, they kind of became um, philanthropists a little bit mm-hmm. throughout the rest of their lives. Okay. Um, and eventually um, Al became, like, did some investments. He invested in some, um, like, real estate. Mm-hmm. And so it made sense to go to Spokane. Mm-hmm. So I moved to Spokane in 1906. Okay. And they built a mansion what? that's, um, I think, south in South Spokane, mm-hmm. in, like, the old part of Spokane. Mm-hmm. Um, Is it still there? Yeah, it's still there. That's so cool. Actually, they bought, like, a big piece of property, mm-hmm. built this gigantic house, realized that they don't need all this property, and so donated mm-hmm. part of their property to the city for a park. Oh, that's super cool. Yeah. Okay. Um, so a little thing, when May was in Idaho, she mm-hmm. could vote. Okay. When she moved to Washington, she couldn't. What? And that kind of, like, ticked her off. I mean, makes sense. Yeah, because she was really really active politically in Idaho. Mm-hmm. I think she even ran for office, for public office, mm-hmm. and almost won. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. So going from like that to all of a sudden can't vote yeah. at all and can't participate, Not cool. she was like, no, no, like suffrage is going to be a priority. Yeah. Um, and so she started campaigning for women's rights mm-hmm. and started rising in the ranks and joined um, the organization. I think um, maybe the National Women's Suffrage Association. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was on the eastern part of the state. Um, she also, she was involved in this organization called Florence Critton's Home for Unwed Mothers. Mm-hmm. So she saw that single women were being like ostracized and with like couldn't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. So then she got to know one of them and then actually like set her up with one of the rural single men what? and like started taking care of these single unwed mothers. Mm-hmm. Um, and then eventually the mansion that they built became Spokane's children's home. That's for, super cool. Yeah. Um, Alan May never had kids, but she was very much like a motherly, take people under her wing type of figure. Um, so she rose in the ranks, and in 1909, there was this national convention mm-hmm. happening, and um, DeVoe, who is on the eastern, no, the western side of the state, mm-hmm. like, got this whole speaking tour planned out mm-hmm. for, like, women's rights speakers mm-hmm. um and it all led up to this big convention um and that's really in 1909 when things kind of exploded between hudson and devoe mm-hmm. um hutton thought that this is just a sneak like a sneak peek mm-hmm. into what i'll be talking about in my next podcast like yeah. hutton thought devoe's practices were a little too antagonistic no antagonistic yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that like that wouldn't work and that maybe DeVoe needs to be out of power in the association. Um, and so there was a lot of tension there. Mm-hmm. And 
HUD and, and like her delegates from Spokane weren't were denied access to sit at like this delegation at this convention because of like the beef between the two. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's super interesting. But after that all died down in 1910, in Washington, women got the right to vote, which is super cool. And so this philanthropist that she was, um, she started just going at it. Like kind of what she did before, like she would host people in her house. She yeah. would like meet with important people. Mm -hmm. um, but, oh, and in 1912, she became the first woman elected to the Democratic National Convention. Really? Yeah. And so she was like doing all this great stuff, great big stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but then all of a sudden she started getting sick and um, it started with like, maybe she shouldn't eat all the dessert or something like that. Mm -hmm. And it turns out she had um, Bright's disease. She starts mm -hmm. to slow down, mm -hmm. which is super sad. Mm -hmm. um, and then she died on October 6, 1915. Mm -hmm. um, and they had a funeral in the mansion that they built and a lot of people came, mm -hmm. um, but it's kind of sad that she only got to experience women like five years. Yeah. That's, that sucks. She was an amazing individual. Mm -hmm. um, so that's May Artwright Hutton in a snapshot. Mm -hmm. um, some little interesting things is that she never quite fit in. Mm -hmm. When she was a cook, she kind of fit in because she was like kind of rough and tumble. Yeah. But then when she got super rich, she doesn't really fit into the socialite women's circle yeah. because mm -hmm. of like her weight, her past mm -hmm. and her experiences. Yeah. Um, so people were kind of mean to her. Mm. They're oh like, God. they definitely were like, oh, bless her heart. Like, <laughs> oh man, she's just so flamboyant and so out there. Yeah. Um, but I think she was neato. Yeah, she sounds neato. <laughs> um, so then, her like foil, if we're thinking literary terms, mm -hmm. is Emma Smith DeVoe, mm -hmm. who was born in 1848 and died in 1927. She was born in Roseville, Illinois. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't, have you ever heard the name Susan B. Anthony? Yeah. Yeah. Big suffragette yeah. speaker, women's activist. Mm -hmm. um, so she saw Anthony talk in 1856, so when okay. she was a little girl, yeah. and she got hooked. There's a story that at the end of her speech, Anthony was like, stand up if you believe that women's right to vote, like women has a right to vote, mm -hmm. she should get it. And little, little Emma Smith DeVoe, Emma Smith, as she was then, mm -hmm. like stood up and she was the first one. Mm -hmm. And then a few adults. And then Anthony, I think said like, and a child will lead them. Mm -hmm. And so, <laughs> which she ended up doing in her life. Yeah. Um, That's so cute. Yeah. Little, little cute story. <laughs> um, so as she grew up, um, her family was super supportive of her activism dreams. Mm -hmm. um, she was a great musician. Mm -hmm. She um, sang and played the piano. Okay. And before she got married, she taught privately and then a little bit at a local college. Okay. Um, and in 1880, she married Jen, Jen, John Henry DeVoe, mm -hmm. 
Um, he was a railroad guy. They moved for his work, and they moved to the Dakota Territory. Okay. Huron, if Huron, Dakota, if you yeah. want to know. Um, so John was super into activism as well. Okay. And while in South Dakota, in the Dakota Territory, South Dakota, um, they started campaigning for moral reform, temperance, and, like, statehood. Okay. So, like, really big activism passed. Yeah. Um, and so one of Emma's, um, like, mentors was this lady called, oh, I forgot her first name, but her last name is Denaway. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was super influential before these two figures in women's suffrage mm-hmm in Washington. She was a part of like that weird period. She was like the 1883 where women got the right to vote, but then didn't. Mm -hmm. She was like that process to the lead up to Mm -hmm. that. Um, So she worked with the South Dakota Equal Suffrage Association there. Mm -hmm. And really like DeVoe is going to be more of like the institutional institution, insider, politician person figure um so what's really cool is that she used music to get the points across oh yeah that's very cool yeah and john wrote this song called a soldier's tribute to women Mm -hmm. he wrote a lot of other songs Mm -hmm. but this song really shows like hey guys like you remember all those wars when women fixed your wounds and like healed you up Mm -hmm. That was super nice. <laughs> Maybe like give them the right to vote. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. <laughs> um, so she was, she was really talented and used those talents to get her points across. Okay. Um, she also, um, she applied and was hired by the National American Women's Suffrage Association, mm-hmm. which is like there was a South Dakota one and then there was a national one. Mm-hmm. She was hired by the national one and placed in Idaho. Okay. where um may was around that time but her work in idaho was starting like women's clubs mm-hmm. to kind of like get women together mm-hmm. get them learning about stuff get them talking about stuff yeah kind of like foster this environment yes. where women could be like hey we should we should have the right to vote we should yeah yeah so she worked on that mm-hmm. um and then, then she went to Oregon and worked in Oregon for a bit. Her, um, her work in Oregon didn't go very well. And I think Oregon passed the women's right to vote later than Washington. She went to Idaho and organized some clubs. And then after her time in Idaho, she went to Oregon and worked with her mentor, Dunaway, and tried to get it going in Oregon, but it didn't really work. That's too bad. bad. Um, Then she's most known for her work in Washington. And so in 1906, her and John moved to Tacoma, Washington. So like, as Hudson moved to Spokane, DeVos moved to Tacoma, Mm -hmm. which is super cool. They just moved to Washington at the exact same time. Yeah. Um, so a big thing for Emma mm-hmm. was the division between the suffrage movement and the temperance movement. Mm-hmm. And temperance movement was against um, alcohol. They thought that alcohol mm-hmm. was the reason 
the main reason why men abuse their wives. Mm, okay. So if you get rid of the alcohol. Prohibition. Yeah. <laughs> this is kind of the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was very common for mm-hmm. people to link these two movements. Mm, interesting. Yeah. And that's actually why Oregon, like suffrage movement, failed because people were so afraid, people being men, mm-hmm. were so afraid that they were going to pass prohibition laws. Mm which is like a huge hit to the economy at that time. Yeah. And men aren't too happy. So they're like, mm, maybe not. Mm-hmm. So she was like, let's split it. It's different. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Kinda, um, and then she became president of Washington Equal Suffrage Association. Wow. Yeah. And so after women got the right to vote and then lost it, yeah. like five years later, mm-hmm. and then she moved to Washington. She's like, okay, I'm going to lead point in revitalizing this suffrage movement. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, her strategy and um, Hutton's was called a still hunt. And it was like non-confrontational effort to influence key men and women. Mm-hmm. It was like, hey, it's not an attack on men's ability. Mm-hmm. Don't you think women should too? Like, we mm-hmm. healed your wounds. Like, we're seen as the moral guides mm-hmm. of the home. So mm-hmm. shouldn't we be able to vote because we are the moral guides mm-hmm. and kind of going that instead of, have you ever um, read or seen things about the British suffrage movement? Um, maybe a little bit. Yeah. It's more militant, militant, okay. mm-hmm. uh, which was like hunger, scri- hunger, hunger strikes mm-hmm. um, and just more violent, aggressive, like now. Mm-hmm. Um, but so both these women did the still hunt approach. Mm-hmm. DeVoe was like, yeah, that works, but it didn't, I've seen it not work. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to kind of, kind of push it towards the more militant side mm-hmm. by adding like posters and mass rallies and bands and parades, mm-hmm. like stump speeches, yeah. more like public stuff, but yeah. not quite enough to cross this militant line. Yeah. I was like, we're going to still do the still hunt, but we're also going to like, put up posters all over, Mm kind of get the word out. And really her adding these more public, in-your-face methods Mm -hmm. was the reason why Hutton thought DeVos was too antagonistic. Mm -hmm. She's like, that's not the way. Mm -hmm. We still got to do the still hunt. Um, Interesting. Yeah. And this is all leading up to the 1910, mm-hmm. 19, sorry, 1909 convention yeah. um, where this conflict emerges. Mm-hmm. It's like DeVoe's like, we got a good strategy, but I've seen it not work. So I'm going to add mm-hmm. some more military stuff, but not crossing this dotted line. Mm-hmm. And Hun's like, whoa, 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 whoa. No, no, no. That, that's not the direction we want to go in, yeah. which is why these two had conflict. Yeah. Um, but in 1910, same as with um, our other look into Hutton, women got the right to vote in Washington. Mm-hmm. Um, and so after this great occasion for Washington, mm-hmm. Emma's work wasn't done. Mm-hmm. She helped found the nonpartisan National Council of Women Voters. Mm-hmm. Um, and it worked with governors of states that had suffrage, women's suffrage, 
And the purpose was to assist non-suffrage states mm -hmm. in their efforts for women's rights, okay. to help women use their new rights mm -hmm. to vote. Yeah. It was like, what does this mean? How you do this? And work for more political and economic opportunities for women. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, she, most of her work was done through a position of power, mm -hmm. being that like president or like an influential person in the organizations. Mm -hmm. And so she got to work on like the more political front and work with important people like governors. Mm -hmm. And for most of the rest of her life, she was on that front. Okay. Um, and like after the passing of the 19th amendment, so she got to see actually national women's suffrage. Mm -hmm. Um, she continued to participate in politics, yeah. um, but now she got to be like a free participant mm -hmm. instead of like a nonpartisan activist. Yeah. So then she got to like actually go with what she wanted to do mm -hmm. instead of like being nonpartisan, trying mm -hmm. to get women's rights to vote. Mm -hmm. um, she died September 3rd, 1927. And she was called Mother of Women's Suffrage in the common newspapers. Oh. Yeah. Super cool. Yeah. And um, it's super interesting because they looked so different. Like, this is May mm -hmm. in, like, her, like, party gown. Mm -hmm. And this is um, DeVoe. Mm -hmm. um, there's a picture of... May in a suit, like a tux. Oh, wow. Yeah. And she used to, like, she had one of the first cars mm -hmm. in, like, eastern Washington. That's so cool. And so what she would do, like, in her early stages of activism, she would, like, drive her car mm -hmm. to different, like, rural communities or, like, farms. Yeah. People would come to see the car, but then she, <laughs> they would have to listen to her. Talk about suffrage. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. These are, they're just two very different people yeah. working towards same goal. the same goal. Yeah. But like how they went about it, mm -hmm. their different perspectives caused them to clash. Mm -hmm. Which I think is super interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any questions? Um, I don't think so. Um, I forget, where was May born? Um, I think she was born in Ohio, okay. somewhere east. So they were both more east and then... Yeah, it came west. west. Okay. Yeah. Very typical, yeah. It's definitely cool that they were like both kind of moving around and like moving into Washington um, at the same time, like in tandem. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Cool. Thank you for listening to me yeah, talk. Of course. Very interesting. Go women. Votes for women. Votes for women. <laughs>